said that I wanted to have kids, and you said that you wanted me to have a vasectomy, what did I do? And then, oh. when you said that you might want to have kids, and I wasn't so sure, who had the vasectomy reversed? And then when you said you definitely didn't want to have kids, who had it reversed back? Stip, stop, stip, stop, stip, stop. I did. Okay. You have no idea the physical toll the three vasectomies have on a person. Maybe I should cut something off of you. Stip, stop, stip, stop, stip, stop. 3,000 units in formation. Stip, stop, stip, stop, stip, stop. Armed with only spears, shields, and spiked helms, the Unsullied had slipped past the Carl's army in the night. And the enemy goes to... Game of Thrones. In the end, only 600 Unsullied remain. This is the modern age. They told us he didn't exist. They said ancient cultures were less evolved and therefore susceptible to primitive superstition. Are we dreaming? After proclaiming God to be just a figment of unscientific imaginations, they emerged from the shadows of the windowless stone lodge with a new doctrine. The doctrine of illuminated knowledge to enlighten humanity. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Unfortunately, many have grown accustomed to the counterfeit light that emanates from the projectors of perversion. have become unable to differentiate the authentic light of truth from the glowing spotlight that envelops the Dionysian theater of deception. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. In the midst of this carnival of commercial confusion, an old religion was reborn. Do what thou wilt. In the last days, evil, lawlessness shall prevail. Apostles. Many decent people were too distracted to realize they were being initiated into a cult of degeneracy and self-destruction. In these the last days, demon god Bacchus was known to cross boundaries between the mortal and divine, the living and the dead. We hear some strange eerie moaning sound coming from the side of the theater. Hollywood has a secret history, a dark past filled with secret societies. Nobody really knew quite what it was, and we all saw exactly the same thing. Blood-curdling occult rituals and treaties with unseen forces. Dionysus. A figure floating. Ooh, 
wasn't clear as to what we were looking at, but we knew that there was a figure back there. The spirit of deception is running rampant. The demon behind the painted face. Everybody was kind of like frozen. A masquerade of unholy alliances. Ooh. Many of the thoughts going through the minds of your average American are not their own. They were planted there. They are actually the products of a multi-billion dollar Luciferian industry. This industry disseminates the do-without-will philosophy on an industrial scale. When the wicked are multiplied, transgression increaseth. The spellcasters, the writers, the producers, the actors, the cunning hunter. As the Greek drama had grown out of the dithyrambic choruses at the festivals of Dionysus, he was also regarded as a god of tragic art and as the protector of theatres. And as the protector of theatres. The Fox Theatre in Taft is supposedly notorious for being haunted. Long considered the most haunted building in Tampa, the Tampa Theatre is... Ghost hunters are investigating some local historic sites to see if there are any permanent visitors in the place. Yeah, they're on the lookout for spooky activity at the Redford Theatre on Lasser near Grand River. The ghost story is already haunting one performing arts venue in Austin. We want to take you to the third oldest building in Knoxville and what some say may possibly be the most haunted here in our city. Sit down, relax if you can, as we take you inside the Bijou Theater. Thousands of people have walked these floors for more than 200 years. With history, I guess, comes uh, hauntings and residual spirits and energies. If walls could talk, you would hear stories of people who lived and died here when it was a hotel a brothel, even a civil war hospital. It did treat both sides of the war, so sadly a lot of people took their last breaths in these, in this building, in these floors, and in these walls. Courtney Bergmeier with Abijou says one of the most famous people to die here was General William Sanders. His story is commemorated on this plaque, but some might say his story is far from over. People say that they catch glimpses of a, of a, of a soldier and the gleam of his buttons and th around the corner of his eyes. So we have to assume that that's General Sanders keeping an eye on things. He was a frightening and violent god with a variety of attributes that were both terrifying and wonderful, always the twin image of the twice-born. He was the bringer of madness, but he was also a bull god, a god of fertility, to do with sensuality and sexuality. He was anarchic and revolutionary. He was the god of masquerade. The god of masquerade. He was the god of masquerade, which means seeing things literally other than they are. But importantly for our history, he was the god of possession. Dionysus was able to reveal himself directly to the individual. His worshippers were possessed by him, and perhaps now we begin to see why Dionysus, this god of masquerade and possession, became the god of the theatre. Because in the early theatre, the actor believed himself to be possessed by the part he was playing. From our scant knowledge, we know the actor was masked and wore a long robe. Ever since the first director yelled, roll him, the heartbeat of Hollywood has come from its movie studios. This is where dreams were made, where actors were immortalized as movie stars, 
and others waited for a starring role that never came. It is not surprising that one of the oldest studios in Hollywood is also the most haunted. All the studios in Hollywood are haunted, there's no question. Every studio from Warner Brothers to Paramount to MGM Studios, which is now Sony Studios and many others, and of course that leads me to the stories of many of the ghosts that uh, of course still inhabit these studios. The Hollywood cult of Dionysus is spreading, metastasizing. Tyler Perry has created uh, his, his own studio. His own studio. On 330 acres just yes, outside of Atlanta. Absolutely. The grand opening of the Tyler Perry Studios. Yes. Spike Lee and a whole bunch of people were there to celebrate. I wanted it to be something iconic. Well, that's basically Beyonce's middle name. The 38-year-old formation singer made a surprise appearance at the Tyler Perry Studios Grand Opening Gala on Saturday. Oprah, Beyonce, Samuel L. Jackson, Spike Lee, all, wore, all walked the red carpet this weekend attending the star-studded grand opening. Did you also say the Clintons were there? Did the you say Clintons that? The Clintons were there. The future is female. It was a big weekend for Tyler Perry. I admire Margaret Sanger. Grand opening of his brand new movie studios. Are you saying that a child on its due date, just hours before delivery, still has no constitutional rights? Under our law, that is the case. It's very clear that for women of color, uh, Planned Parenthood is the go-to place. For the Greeks, the city Dionysia was much more than just an extended drinking binge. Festival goers cross-dressed and danced and sang in ritual processions until the celebrations climaxed in a grand, dramatic competition here at the Theatre of Dionysus. This is history. This is great to have a, a studio here. It used to be Confederate farm, uh, fort, military base. But before Perry brought Hollywood to Atlanta, this was once Fort McPherson military base, a Confederate stronghold. The property that slaves built that was a, once a Confederate army base. And now it's a studio and it's uh, the first of its kind, really everything first class, 12 brand new sound stages. And even a replica of the White House on site. <laughs> and while Tyler, of course, will be using the studios for his own productions, he's opened the door to other projects to shoot there, like Walking Dead and Black Panther. The Atlanta Film Complex spans, listen to this, 330 acres with 12 sound stages. It's larger than the Burbank, California lots owned by Warner Brothers, Paramount, and Walt Disney Studios combined. It is ginormous. Mr. Perry has even created his own Hollywood Walk of Fame in Atlanta, Georgia. But there is something very old, very ancient, strategically moving just beneath the surface. Hollywood. An unseen force, hell-bent on the corruption and destruction of all humanity, especially the children of the promise. How did all this come to be? How did the Hollywood cult of Bacchus get its start? In 1915, at the dawn of the cinematic age, one film is chiefly responsible for the legendary rise and dominance of Hollywood, a colossal mega blockbuster, which would fundamentally alter the landscape of American culture. D.W. Griffith's the birth of a nation. Released in 1915, D.W. Griffiths, A Birth of a Nation, is one of the most important films in cinema history 
and is considered to be the birth of the American film industry. It's hard to overstate the impact that this film had both on the medium of film itself and on culture as a whole. The film was responsible for some major leaps in film technology, but culturally however, the film carries somewhat of a darker legacy for the film focuses on the reconstruction of the South after the war, and the glorious origin of the film's supposed heroes, the Ku Klux Klan. The film shows South Carolina just after the war. In one scene, a young white girl jumps to her death to avoid being pursued by a black man who is looking to force her into marriage. Meanwhile, our hero, Ben Cameron, sees a group of white children putting on sheets to pretend to be ghosts in order to scare black children, and is inspired to form the clan to fight back. Putting on sheets to pretend to be ghosts. By the end of the film, the clan regain control of their town from the black oppressors, and on the next election day, they form a line to intimidate black voters and finally restore power. Despite the film's overall message, it was still incredibly popular. It remained the highest grossing movie of all time until it was replaced by Gone with the Wind in 1939. It was even the first film to be shown in the White House to President Woodrow Wilson. So we get these stereotypes, these caricatures, and what made all this even more of a caricature was the fact that the major black characters in Birth of a Nation were played by white actors in blackface. And then the movie, you know, of course, comes to this climax with um, the rise of the Klan. D.W. Griffith and his cameraman Billy Bitzer made good use of the Hollywood Hills behind me and would judiciously placed smoke bombs that made the battle scenes gripping and epic. Its public screenings were spectacular events, accompanied by 35-piece orchestras. And this is the music the public would have heard. Wagner's Ride of the Valkyries. Griffith's heroes are the Ku Klux Klan. The release of the movie, The Birth of a Nation, reignited the unquenchable, seething hatred which motivates the Ku Klux Klan. A reign of terror began. Thousands of human sacrifices were performed, officiated by the masked Grand Dragon and the Grand Imperial Wizard under the light of a burning, desecrated cross. If there's any one film that demonstrates the power of cinema, it's the birth of a nation. Griffith's film broke box office records. The film was so effective that the Klan, which had been dormant for decades, was re-established in 1915, and not just in the South. Within a few years, thousands of Klan members from all over America were marching through Washington, D.C. A satanic secret society called the Ku Klux Klan. The Ku Klux Klan's Masonic origins. It was founded in Pulaski, Tennessee in 1866 by six Confederate officers. One of them, and the first Imperial Wizard of the KKK. First Imperial Wizard of the KKK. Wizard. Wizard. Was a former Confederate general and Freemason, Nathan Bedford Forrest. Albert Pike held the office of Chief Justice of the KKK while he was simultaneously Sovereign Grand Commander of the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry. Albert Pike worships the devil. He was a wicked person. Albert Pike served as a Brigadier General in the Confederate Army. Following the war, Pike was jailed for treason. He was quickly pardoned by a fellow Freemason, President Andrew Johnson. Among eventually becoming a 33-degree Mason and a top leader of the Ku Klux Klan, Pike was also believed to be a Luciferian. He claimed he was able to summon Lucifer at will as the Grand Master of the Order of the Palladium. Paladism, or traditional Satanism, an ancient Luciferian cult, was then introduced to the inner circle of the Masonic Lodges. This influence has flourished into modern-day Freemasonry in the super-rites of the upper degrees. 
Industry, entertainment, the CIA, Congress, and our military leaders are inundated with Freemasonic paladism, or a Luciferian New World Order. In the same year the birth of a nation was first released, a new leader rose to head the Klan. William Joseph Simmons, in this rare newsreel film, leads his followers up Stone Mountain in Georgia for the first initiation ceremony of the reincarnated Klan. Simmons added something new to the Klan uniform, a stylized face mask, which he alone could wear. He also insisted the Klan operate in total secrecy. The Klan's sinister power grew as new recruits joined. A group of Klansmen committed the most heinous crime short of murder. As a warning to civil rights leaders, they abducted this man and castrated him. In the first 14 months after World War I, 70 Negroes were lynched. 14 burned. The blood sacrifices were used to invoke Dionysus, the god of theaters, who gives the producers, writers, and actors the inspiration of the unholy spirits, which allows them to put the masses under a spell. This film made massive profits at the box office, which bankrolled the construction of the Hollywood film industry. So the financial currency was now in place to create the mystical projections which would illuminate the new theaters of Dionysus. But powerful magic requires more than just economic resources. It demands spiritual currency. And there's only one currency universally accepted by demons and fallen angels worldwide, and that's blood. The temples and statues of Dionysus were very numerous in the ancient world. Among the sacrifices which were offered to him in the earliest times, human sacrifices are also mentioned. Ladies and gentlemen, this is exciting. This is exciting. I am a fan of our next guest because you know her from Creed, Avengers, Endgame, and Westworld. Please welcome Tessa Thompson. This film, Little Woods, that I have coming out this year is really exciting to me. It talks about reproductive, uh, the access to reproductive health in this country. Um, and Planned Parenthood was so kind in, in helping us sort of do that, that research. Um, and it started with this idea the writer-director Nia DaCosta of looking at the country. So for my donation, I get a water bottle and a Frisbee. That is awesome. Go, Hillary! Yeah, I, I know. Thank you. How about while that's cooking, you and I just take 15 minutes and hop on a Planned Parenthood phone bank and make them some money? Terminating my pregnancy was one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make. But I still feel like it was the right decision for me. I went out on faith and I took a step with my own two feet to do something for myself instead of focusing on the needs of everyone else. I feel strong, I feel empowered, and I know that in the future, I will make the right decisions for me and my daughter, no matter what life might throw at me. Now, one of the very important strands of modern progressivism, the idea of eugenics, who is the figure that comes to mind who embodies this? I mean, the obvious answer to the, to the question is Margaret Sanger. Thank you for coming. Thank you. I'm Margaret Sanger. Margaret Sanger is the founder of Planned Parenthood. Hello. In the mid-1920s, Margaret Sanger spoke to a group that came to hear her in full regalia. Eugenics means the release and cultivation of the better racial elements in our society and the gradual suppression, elimination, and eventual extirpation of defective stocks, those human weeds which threaten the blooming of the finest flowers of American civilization. The most merciful thing that a large family does to one of its infant members is to kill it. By Sanger's time, techniques of racial elimination like lynching had become taboo within the Democratic Party. 
and so Sanger pioneered a different approach to bring about a similar result. How would you describe Margaret Sanger's so-called Negro project? The Negro project was to bring these uh, birth control and other eugenic me measures into the black community. When Governor Brian Kemp signed the bill banning abortions after six weeks, Hollywood pushed back. Many major studios and networks said they may leave if the bill becomes law in January. I admire Margaret Sanger enormously. I am really in awe of her. And there are a lot of lessons that we can learn from her life and from the cause she launched and fought for and sacrificed so greatly. It's very clear that for women of color, uh, Planned Parenthood is the go-to place. The vast majority of Planned Parenthood clinics are located in our neighborhoods. We were tripped through a slick marketing campaign, but now that that's unraveling, people are saying, wait a minute, they sell baby parts? Accepting the Emmy is RuPaul. Wow. Thank you so much. This is so lovely. Thank you so much. A stylized face mask. Thank you to the Academy. This is so lovely. We are so happy to present this show. I would like to thank, on behalf of the 140 drag queens we have released into the wild. The Emmy goes to Billy Porter. Much love to the, uh, to the Actors Fund Nursing Home. My sister, my husband, Adam Porter-Smith, Susie uh, Dietz and Lenny Beer, Bill Butler, my Pose cast, everybody in my Pose cast, Ryan Murphy. So we get these stereotypes, these caricatures. Orange is the New Black, the Netflix series about life in a women's prison. The show is nominated for 12 Emmys, including one for Laverne Cox, the one and only. She plays the resident hairstylist, Sophia Bursette. They reward behavior they want to see more of, incentivizing it. Moonlight, best picture. We find answers in the 28th chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. After being delivered from slavery in Egypt, the children of Israel entered into a covenant with God. If they kept the commandments, they would be blessed. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. But if they broke them, they would be cursed. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. And would be scattered throughout the four corners of the earth. And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people, from the one end of the earth even unto the other. And there thou shalt serve other gods, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. They would go into slavery on ships. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. By the way whereof I spake unto thee, thou shalt see it no more again. And there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and bondwomen. And no man shall buy you. And their enemies would put yokes of iron on their necks. Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things, therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies which the Lord shall send against thee, in hunger, and in thirst, and in nakedness, and in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. Then men shall say, because they have forsaken the covenant of the Lord God of their fathers, which he made with them when he brought them forth out of the land of Egypt. 
For they went and served other gods and worshipped them, gods whom they knew not and whom he had not given unto them. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against this land to bring upon it all the curses that are written in this book. And the Lord rooted them out of their land in anger and in wrath and in great indignation and cast them into another land as it is this day. The Luciferian occult brotherhoods know that as long as the children of Israel are in sin, they will remain under the curses and perpetual bondage. That's why sin and all manner of degenerate behavior is promoted even more intensely to the so-called African-American community. The call of Bacchus has tormented the Israelites for over 2,000 years. On the monthly celebration of the king's birthday, the Jews were taken under bitter constraint to partake in the sacrifices. And when the Feast of Dionysus came, they were compelled to walk in the procession and honor of Dionysus, wearing reeds of ivy. A global conspiracy is recorded in the Bible. A satanic cabal has conspired to destroy the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For lo, thine enemies make a tumult, and they that hate thee have lifted up the head. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people and consulted against thy hidden ones. They have said, Come and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. For they have consulted together with one consent. They are confederate against thee. They are confederate against thee. They are confederate against thee. Now therefore, my master and lord, if there is any unwitting error in this people, and they sin against their God, and we find out their offenses, then we will go up and defeat them. But if there is no transgression in their nation, then let my lord pass them by, for their lord will defend them, and their God will protect them, and we shall be put to shame before the whole world. God's kingdom will not be established here on earth until the nation of Israel forsakes all idolatry and returns to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. so are abomination unto the Lord thy God. I mean, I'm a conspiracy theorist to a degree. Like, when I, I connect dots that maybe shouldn't be connected, I don't know. But certain dots, like when I see that they put every black man in the movies in a dress at some point in their career, I'll be connecting them. Like, why all these brothers gotta wear a dress? Where are they dressed? I want to wear the dress. Long considered the most haunted building in Tampa, the Tampa Theater. Girl, I want to wear this dress. They really would be great. Wear the dress.
it is pretty clear that African Americans voted for Proposition 8, voted to eliminate the fundamental right to marry for same-sex couples at a high, much higher rate than any other ethnic group in, Los, in California. The movement to get Proposition 8 passed in 2008 was largely supported by the black community, with 70% of all black voters voting in favor of the ban on gay marriage. With 70% of all black voters voting in favor of the ban on gay marriage. No same-sex marriage in the state of Maryland. No same-sex marriages in Maryland. Marriage is between a man Liberalism equals do without guilt, which creates fertile ground for demonic oppression, and it brings forth judgment and the wrath of God. This shot is from Atlanta, home of Tyler Perry's new historic and massive new movie studio complex. We went behind the scenes at the site that features a dozen sound stages named after black icons in Hollywood. Tyler Perry is a creative force behind 22 movies, 20 plays, eight TV shows. So I think of uh, the, the center of that creative world being located somewhere around Hollywood, yeah. out on the West Coast. Yeah. I've spent a little time out there doing a little bit of business. They're not always receptive mm -hmm. to other ideas, yeah. to people coming in from the outside. And you're coming in, in a sense, from way in the outside. Yeah. You're coming from Atlanta, Georgia, for goodness sakes. How difficult was it to break into that really that clan, that tribe? I, you know what was great about it for me is my uh, I, I had this this wonderful opportunity. But before Perry brought Hollywood to Atlanta, this was once Fort McPherson military base, a Confederate stronghold. The property that slaves built, that was a, once a Confederate army base. Think about the poetic justice in that the Confederate Army is fighting to keep Negroes enslaved. Enslaved in America, fighting, strategy, planning on this very ground. And now this very ground is owned by me. I've been working on Tyler Perry's House of Pain for the past several years. We were in season filming new episodes. My boyfriend had a production company that we were working on. We had several deals on the table. My boyfriend is also my business partner. So that definitely made it more challenging. We had tried everything. We'd broken up, we'd gotten back together, we'd broken up again, back together. You know, now we're like, okay, we're gonna do this, we're gonna make this work. The relationship troubles were definitely taking a toll on me mentally, taking a toll on me spiritually, physically, and it just wasn't working. 
I had come home from working at the studio. We usually had long hours. When I came in after a long day, first thing I had to do is jump in the shower, almost like wash the day off of me. I was washing my face and looked up in the mirror And floating kind of behind me was this little piece of a cloud floating gently in the mirror over my left shoulder. I wiped my eyes, dried my face off, and I looked at it again, and it was still there. Of course, my initial instinct was, oh my God. I turned around, and I still saw it. It really did kind of freak me out. Am I, is that, am I crazy? Like, what the hell is going on here? I don't know, but I'm gonna close the door and hopefully it'll go away. So probably a couple days passed. I was getting ready for bed and I'd left the light on in the closet. It's a large, you know, walk-in closet. So I had walked to go turn off the light. I walked in, and I saw this, like, haze hovering above the top, probably one-foot section of the closet, covering the ceiling. It was something otherworldly, that it wasn't just fog or steam or, or something that had logical explanation. It scared the hell out of me. A couple days passed. I just was kind of lying in bed and over the bed at my boyfriend's house, there is a large mirror on the ceiling of the room. I was laying under the, the covers Look up. I could see clearly in the mirror, like this kind of fog formed on the mirror. It wasn't heavy, it wasn't thick, but it was very defined. And the fog formed directly over only my reflection. It started gradually, it started slowly at first, and then it became more and more pronounced. And then it left. I did not tell my boyfriend. I didn't tell anyone really, because I was definitely overwhelmed. It wasn't a coincidence. Seeing all of these different fogs, it got my attention and I knew that it was a connection. Something was going on. Hollywood movie studios are notoriously haunted. Is Tyler Perry Studios also crawling with demons? If Tyler was at the house during the day, because I would have all the actors over to run, you know, lines right. all every day. My, my daughter, Paige Hurd, she was like, hell no. Left, went and got staged, <laughs> came back, saged the entire house, Hail Marys in every room. My little thuggins, what are you doing right now? Saging your demon home. <gasps> are, you, are you gonna go down to the scary basement? Yes, but I will keep the door open. Okay. Okay. I'll start down there. If you hear the door slam shut, you come get me right away. Oh, hell no, I'm running out of this house. <laughs> but even Tyler, middle of the day, talking to all the actors in the living room, you know, telling them about the scene, and all of a sudden he'd be like, whoa, what's that? And he would turn around and, and like and like he'd look at me and he'd get that smile and I'd be like, oh you, you so, SOB, you <laughs> set me up. And he did. I lived back east and I know the basements in like old colonial homes and they are creepy. These houses were all built in the 1800s. They are extre extremely beautiful inside, every one of them. The one in the center is where I shot uh, two Medea movies. And um, that's also where President Roosevelt stayed and Colin Powell. Everybody was offering to allow me to live in one of these houses. It was sort of like the beginning of one of those Amityville horror haunted house things, where everybody's kind of like, 
yeah, you, you, you can live here if you want. <laughs> and, and they're absolutely gorgeous. So I move in, and the first night I get in, I unpack all my stuff. I'm super excited to get ready for the show. Turned off all the lights. Eight seconds later, I'm up turning all the lights. What? And turns out I'm not the first actor that happened to. Wait, wait, what, 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 what happened? happened? When what you turned happened? off the lights, when did you... No, we want to hear what happened. Immediately, the house kind of feels like it's kind of breathing and moving. And you just sort of... You know, like when you look into the, into the desert and there's like... You, 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 you see the like waves? You see the waves of yeah. heat. There's a hallway on the third floor. And you look down at these dark rooms down down the way. And it just, it just feels like there's movement in the hallway. So, this is the Post Theater in The Walking Dead. This was the home of the kingdom where the tiger was on the stage. And come on, I'll show you. If the lights are on, I don't think the lights are on. And that's where the tiger was on the stage in the kingdom for The Walking Dead. Paranormal explorers Gabriel, Sylvia, and Mel have been working to document. All right, guys, remember this is this is the theater that that uh, that they've told us about, where they used to have the secret KKK rallies in. In the small community of Gray, Georgia, the only movie theater in town permitted Negroes to sit in the balcony. The Klan decided this was not a healthy thing for the white people, and every Friday night, 50 carloads of robed Klansmen circled the theater. The Brady Theater has been around for more than a hundred years. Terry says during the race riots, it served as a holding cell. Several hundred men went in, not near that many came out. While history plays a big role in investigations, so does folklore. The urban legend says that they were burned alive in the coal furnace down in the basement, and their bones swept out and buried behind the bricks. With that in mind, Terry investigated. It was just me down in the basement in one of the tunnels, and yeah, there's no men around. She captured this unusual recording. Listen to it one more time. says it's an electronic voice phenomenon. Just, it just feels like there's movement in the hallway. All right, bro. No, I told you this shit's scary. Watch this. drawers and I need to go down and try and get laundry and I'm like and I, and I would I would hear the little bing of, of like I know they were dry right but I'd look down the stairs and I'd be like eh, I can, I can free ball it today <laughs> I've been working on Tyler Perry's house of pain for the past several years we were in season filming new episodes I had come home from working at the studio. We usually had long hours. It wasn't a coincidence. Seeing all of these different fogs, it got my attention and I knew that it was a connection. Something was going on. I just, I had this sense. I felt like maybe this was someone who was in my family, who had passed, um, who I had some sort of greater spiritual connection with. I decided to tell my boyfriend. We kind of been going back and forth, and I remember he was sitting in his bed on his computer. He made some kind of joke about something spiritual or supernatural. So I started to go into the rest, but I caught myself because I kind of felt him look at me like, what? The more I talked about it, 
the more uncomfortable he got. He kind of shut it down so quick that I didn't feel comfortable to say anything more. It didn't feel easy in his home. It didn't feel free. It, it felt, it's that feeling of, I guess, walking on eggshells. As you can see, these demonic spirits are trying to separate this couple and destroy their relationship. Because they are not pleading the blood of Christ and keeping the laws of God, demons have been granted access to their lives. The demon subtly reveals itself to the woman first and begins to deceive her, just like the serpent in the garden. But the woman is not the primary target. As the Holy Scriptures state, the Israelite lineage is established through the seed line of the Father. The demonic spirits are aware of this and work tirelessly to cut off the offspring of Israel. He came home one day, angry. We had some words about the situation. What are you gonna do? I'm trying to make it work. Immediately, I felt scared. When I tell you, I heard a voice clear as day, just say, Keisha, it's time to go. It was a crazy moment. And then at that point, I just felt the sensation of when a warm hand just lays their hand on your shoulder, like a comforting, I'm here. Keisha, are you listening to me? And then I heard a voice say, Baby, it's okay. Baby, it's okay. No. And it was almost instant. I knew that I am protected. I'm safe. I'm not alone. It was a different feeling. Me. It doesn't seem like you want to be here. I think my boyfriend was threatened by the change he saw in me. He saw the difference in the way I responded to him. I said, It's time for me to go. Keisha. And that's what I did. Keisha! And I began packing my things. Dionysus. He returned to Thebes where he compelled the women to quit their houses and to celebrate Bacchic festivals on Mount Scytherin or Panassus. After Dionysus had thus proved to the Thebans that he was a god, he went to Argos, as the people there also refused to acknowledge him. He made the women mad to such a decree that they killed their own babes and devoured their flesh. When you examine the overarching themes that saturate Tyler Perry's films, you find dysfunctional relationships are the main focus. Broken homes, shattered families, infidelity and abuse. The so-called African-American man is villainized and blamed for all of this. In Perry's 2010 movie, For Colored Girls, there are five major male characters, and four out of five of them are monsters. One turns out to be a rapist. Another reveals to his wife he's living a secret life as a homosexual. The third is portrayed as a drunken wife-beating maniac who drops his two children from a six-story window, killing them. And of course, there was the habitual liar and cheater. And finally, the fifth man, who was pretty decent, but his wife's womb was made barren from an STD she contracted in her past from a conniving ex-boyfriend. For the global Luciferian brotherhoods, the Israelite woman is not really a problem as long as she is not conceiving male Israelite offspring. This is why many Israelite women are encouraged to pursue education and career over family, lesbian relationships, and abortion. What is your legacy for your body of work? 
you know, the studio is going to be what it is. This, that's going to be what it is. I tell you what, I, what I'm most excited about next is that pulling this, this next phase off is building a compound a, a, for uh, trafficked women, girls, homeless women, LGBTQ youth who are put out and displaced, and having a compound that is a beautiful place right here on somewhere on these 330 acres where they're trained in the business and they become self-sufficient. They live in uh, nice apartments. There's daycare. There's all these wonderful things. If you examine where Tyler Perry Studios is located from above, it is not hard to see that it is placed in the center of a spiritual vortex of demonic activity and strongholds. If you travel several miles northeast, you'll find Stone Mountain, the site where the satanic ritual to revive the Ku Klux Klan was performed. The ritual was invigorated by the Hollywood film The Birth of a Nation, and not far from Stone Mountain are the Georgia Guidestones, a monument erected to invoke the gods of population control and eugenics. The surrounding area around Tyler Perry Studios is peppered with military installations, and I'm sure you're aware of the secret relationship between Hollywood, the Pentagon, and the CIA. And of course, you cannot have a movie studio without cemeteries close by. So when I come to work here, and every black person that comes to work here, they go, oh my God, it's heaven. Here we are, we're represented, where everybody's represented, LBGTQ's represented, uh, black, white, gay, straight, whatever, we're all represented, working hand in hand, arm in arm. In ancient Greece, at the theater of Dionysus, there was a chilling and haunting Greek tragedy written by Euripides. The spirit of this theatrical production still echoes through society and media today. The play was about a powerful enchantress and spellcaster. Toward the end of the play, desperate for revenge against her husband and his new fiance, she resorts to killing her own two sons and poisons her husband's new love interest in order to punish him by cutting off his lineage. Her name was Medea. demon god Bacchus was known to cross boundaries between the mortal and divine, the living and the dead. made the children of Israel to serve with rigor, and they made their lives bitter with hard bonding, in mortar and in brick, and in all manner of service in the field. All their service wherein they made them serve was with rigor. And the king of Egypt spake to the Hebrew midwives, of which the name of the one was Shifra, and the name of the other Pua. And he said, When ye do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew women, and see them upon the stools, if it be a son, then ye shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then she shall live. I used to dream I stay awake now. So we have to go back, all the way back to Roman times, when the Roman armies attacked Israel and the Hebrew people fled to the various parts of Africa. Over the years, they made their way to West Africa, namely Ghana and Nigeria, where they were sold off as slaves and shipped to America. Hence the fact that African Americans can trace their lineage back to the Biblical Hebrews. I used to dream I stay away. 
Thou shalt beget sons and daughters, but thou shalt not enjoy them, for they shall go into captivity. The parallels between the depiction of black men in the first Hollywood film, The Birth of a Nation, and Tyler Perry's Four Color Girls are predictably similar. Might be the awakening. Maybe I should have something of him. If it be a son, then ye shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then she shall live. And then he goes to Game of Thrones. In the end, only 600 unsullied remain. The unsullied. In the end, only 600 unsullied remain. In the end, only 600 unsullied remain. to carry me home. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of many thunderings, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Praise your holy name. God is a healer. I don't doubt him. I know who God is. He prepared something better for us, something that could change our hearts. It took the very blood of God's Son Himself. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls. Because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. Give God some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can't tell me that the God we serve cannot bring lives back. Because me and my sister just witnessed it. God is awesome. He does miracles. And I'm here to tell somebody today, somebody today, that God can do the impossible. I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou Most High. Thank you, Lord. God sent an angel to pretty much save my life, you know. After I went grocery shopping, as I was leaving the parking lot, I was at the stop sign waiting for other cars to come ahead of me. So I see the lady just speeding past the red light as I was going, and she was going to hit me. But as I was going, all of a sudden, I see something come from the sky, stop about five feet from the vehicle that was about to hit me. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise we were in Sam's, and this man was, was crying out, Somebody help me. Somebody help me. And immediately I walked over, and his wife was slumped over in the seat out turning cold she was getting cold and her face was blue and all of a sudden i just see that that angel inside that cloud there was a man inside the cloud and he stopped it i seen his sash i seen his boots he was flowing i even looked for like seven to ten seconds as he was flying in the air leaving god sent a holy angel well he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. 
He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. To bring us to the place that we are today, in the name of Jesus. And I looked at her and I said these words, God, if I don't know nothing else, I know how to pray. And I know what your word says. Your word says you are a healer. So I wrap my arms around her. Yes, God. And I begin to pray for this woman. And I begin to call on God. And I told God. And I spoke what his word says. And I said, God, she will live and not die. She will live and not die. And you will show signs and wonders. You are a miracle worker, God. And you're going to show yourself mighty today. Immediately, immediately, this woman opened her eyes. And the first thing came out of our mouth was, thank you, Jesus. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come. Hallelujah. And his wife hath made herself ready, and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he saith unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. Hallelujah. And he saith unto me, These are the true saints of God. The blood of Jesus is worthy of all praise. I will open rivers in high places and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water. The blood of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The dry land springs of water. I will plant in the wilderness the cedar, the shittah tree, and the myrtle, and the oil tree. I will set in the desert the fir tree, and the pine, and the box tree together, that they may see, and know, and consider, and understand together that the hand of the Lord hath done this, and the Holy One of Israel hath created it. This sacrifice didn't come cheap. Jesus, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Our Heavenly Father is preparing the wilderness for us. When the time comes, we hope to see you there. Give God some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He made a covenant with us, an agreement that he didn't need to give. And this tells me that God was reaching out to all sorts of people.